Okay, this is James, the bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, this is who it's to, the twelve tribes scattered abroad. Greetings. And then he just jumps right in. And he jumps in with um, with both feet, really. And he just doesn't doesn't mess around the whole way through. And really, his desire is that they would be mature Christians. And and in this, he brings out some things. Some of it overlaps a little bit on, on the aspect of what we looked at this morning. But what we want to look at tonight is some things from the book of James that mature Christians do. And verse 2, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Mature Christians submit to the trials of life. And that sounds easy to say, but really what it entails is, it really is submission. Okay, God, I I am willingly and even gladly coming under you in this, and and I'm, I'm wanting you to work your purposes. We can accept them, but still... Just kind of be, why'd this have to happen to me and what's going on here and, and, and still kind of be kicking against it. A mature Christian, what comes in their life, they know uh, a song day by day says, air to take as from a father's hand. And, and I know that Everybody here has stories of things that have come into your life that have been hard to take. But a mature Christian says, God, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to submit to you under this. I'm, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to yield to you. And, and allow you to work your purposes. And sometimes we don't know his purposes. But it's still coming under him. And, and that's really acknowledge him. Lord, you are Lord. You are the master. And I've, I mentioned it recently and, um, he is the grand weaver. And he is the one that's weaving our life. And he's not just making our life an independent masterpiece here. Our life is in the grand scope of things. And he's weaving all of that together. And a mature Christian submits. A mature Christian then, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. A true Christian values wisdom and knows where to get it. 
My favorite definition of wisdom is wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective. Well, the only way we can see things from God's perspective is if we go to God. And and wisdom in life only comes from God and wisdom for life only comes from God. And it's it's almost like if any of you lack wisdom, it it really is since you lack wisdom. I mean, seriously, if any of you lack wisdom, we all lack wisdom. In in every area of life, but where are you going to get wisdom? I mean, we ought to perpetually be going to God. Let him ask of God. God, I need wisdom. And you just start out with any and all of the responsibilities that you have as a human being, as a husband, a father, a wife, a mother, a child, a grandparent, a neighbor, a worker, a citizen, whatever it is. We need wisdom in everything in our life. And we ought to be, a mature Christian says, I need God, I need wisdom. I've, I've been working this job for 30 years, but I need wisdom. I've lived for 70 years, but I need wisdom. Whatever it is that we need, we, a mature Christian realizes desperately that they need wisdom. Look at James chapter 3, and, and they, a mature Believer values wisdom and understands what wisdom is. We're not going to take the time tonight, but he mentions what wisdom is not in in chapter 3, verses 13 through 16. But the wisdom that is from above, verse 17, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That is, that is true wisdom. That is, I say, the seven pillars of wisdom that, that Proverbs talks about. Wisdom has hewn out her seven pillars. I think it's those seven characteristics there, but we'll get to heaven and probably find out different. But, God, I, I can't do this on my own. I, I don't want to be approachable or I'm not full of mercy and good fruits. And, and God, I need wisdom from above. He says, if any of you, and I love that, I love the any's and all's and whosoever's in the Bible. And he doesn't care what. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Go back to chapter 1 and verse 6. Mature Christians are single-minded. Notice verse 6. He said, Ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith. With no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. 
For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can't love God and love the world at the same time. We, we love God and we love the world and we love God and we love the world. We love self and, and it leads to instability in all our life. God wants us to have single-minded focus in our life with a, a singular purpose. I don't, I don't know that this is true or not, um, but it sounds good. But the reason they use a chair to train lions is there's the four legs on the chair and, and it's, it's trying to focus on the four different aspects. Whether single-minded focus, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and a mature Christian is single-minded. The Apostle Paul said, All these things that were happening in his life, and he said, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, that I might finish the course that God is. There was a single-mindedness. He said um, in Philippians 3, but I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. That that single-mindedness. so important, and, and mature Christians learn, learn to develop that. And we need to ask ourselves, what is it that distracts me? Remember the, the parable of the seed and the sower, and it says the cares and the riches, and what was the other thing that it says? I want to say the pleasures, but anyway... Of this life, choke out the seed. Distract it. And we live in a day, and we live in a society that it is easy to be distracted. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We really mean well, and then what happens to us? We get derailed, and... I need to come back with a laser focus. We, um, one of the songs that we, we sang, if I can find it here, um, it was about the Christmas bells. Ring the bells of silver, bronze, and gold, bronze of iron that ring out bold. Let them all in one accord peel out welcome to our Lord. In one accord, a a single-mindedness, in one accord. God loves there to be one accord. Can you imagine all the bells in the world singing in one accord? That's what's going to be a miracle in heaven. We're all all going to be in one accord. Wow, that's, that's incredible, isn't it? I mean, that's what makes lasers so powerful is the light beams are in in one accord. They're all going the same. And and we, the day is coming when there will be one accord. And and if we were single-minded, 
we could we could have that that one accord. So single mindedness. Then look at verse twenty one of chapter one. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, and goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in his deeds. A mature Christian lives the truth. It's not enough to just go and look into it and, and forget what kind of, of person we were, but it's, it's okay as I look into this word, what is there that God wants me to do? Now, We've told you when you read the Bible, you should read looking for God. What does this tell me about God? But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't read looking as a result of this truth, what should I do? I've heard people say, don't go reading the Bible looking for what you should do. Well, why are you reading it? It ought to change your life. Okay, since it tells me this about God, how should that affect my life? What should I do as a result of hearing that? We, we live in a day that in many, in many churches, the messages are given out and they may be truth, but it's just information. I believe that we ought to be challenged with the truth. Now, this is the truth. This is what you need to do. What are you going to do about it? That's what, that's what preaching is. It's not just giving information. It's, it's challenging. This is the truth. Now, how are we going to live this out? Because that's why God left us here, to live this out. To live it out. And to be doers of the Word. Not a forgetful here. Oh, that was good. Go our way, forget all about it. It doesn't affect our lives since then. To be, to live the truth, to make it a part of our life. Then a mature Christian understands the power of words. And you, you're familiar with from our study a couple years ago, James, what it says about the tongue. We mentioned that. But the power of words. I mean, he, he uses the analogy of fire, and he uses it in the sense that fire can destroy. But fire is a wonderful thing, especially if you live in Iowa in the winter, okay? Somewhere there's some sort of fire that's heating your house or some sort of electricity. It's a wonderful thing when it's in control, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
And it's not so much, I need to, I need to be careful with my tongue that I don't do this, don't, that's true. But who are you ministering life to? Sometimes just a word of appreciation can minister life. Let alone a word of the gospel. Of pointing someone to Christ. Of encouraging a believer. And a mature Christian realizes, wow, there have been people that have had a profound impact on my life by what some simple word that they've said. And to realize our words can have a profound impact or they can be a great stumbling block to people. And to say as we go out, God, today I'm going to live this day. I need wisdom from you that my words would have the power of life in them. I mean, think of that, that your words could minister life and a mature Christian understands that. A mature Christian in chapter 4 knows what God values. Chapter 4 and verse 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. God values a humble spirit. And a mature Christian understands, whoa, here's pride in my life. God does not value that. I need to put off pride. And as Peter says, I need to put on humility. Be clothed with humility. Clothing is something that you put on. To be clothed with humility. God values a humble spirit. And, And a mature believer understands that. And it's like, God, give me wisdom to recognize the pride in my life. And over and over again, God reveals pride in my life. And, and also to embrace humility, to, to be a servant in understanding that a mature Christian knows what God values. And then, to me, one of the, the great promises of of the book of James is verse 8. A mature Christian rests in the promises of God. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Who are we to think that if we draw near to God He has any obligation at all to draw near to us? But what a promise of God. If we make a movement to God, God is so anxious for fellowship with us that He draws near to us. I tell you, that that is a great challenge and a comfort in my life. Because Satan wants us to believe God doesn't want to fool with you and you failed here and you're not that great here. And God says, no, no, no. If you you just move toward me, what the prodigal's father, when he saw him coming, he went to meet him. He ran to meet him. And God so wants fellowship with you that he gives this promise. And a mature Christian says, man, I can draw near to God and be confident in this fact that he's going to come farther than I'm going to go. 
And he longs to meet me. And, and to rejoice in that. I, I want to play for you. Um, this was on, uh, Dr. Dobson's family talk on December 5th, whatever day that was. He was talking to Doug Mazza. He, I don't know if he's the chief executive officer of Johnny Erickson Tada's, um, Whole minute. Talk about the epitome of these things that we looked at. Submit to the trials of life. Value wisdom every day going to God and saying, I don't have what it takes to greet these people with a smile. Single-minded. I mean, she could choose to do whatever as far as with her mind, but pursues the, the Lord, lives out the truth, values what God values, and rest in the promises of God. Um, her singing isn't just she's able to sing in a church service. She's recorded albums of her singing that they say is humanly impossible for that. In her book, she wrote, <clears throat> God engineered the circumstances. He used them to prove himself as well as my loyalty. Not everyone had this privilege. I felt there were only a few people God cared for in such a special way that he would trust them with this kind of experience. This understanding left me relaxed and comfortable as I relied on his love, exercising, exercising newly learned trust. I saw that my injury was not a tragedy, but a gift God was using to help me conform to the image of Christ, something that would mean my ultimate satisfaction, happiness, and even joy. Um, over eight years ago, she found out that she had stage three breast cancer. Um, she came through that and was cleared, and just recently she's found out that the cancer has come back again. And she told this guy, um, he was in his office talking to her husband, and she came into the office and said, we just got the reports back initially about the cancer. And this guy said, well, let me leave, and, and um, you and your husband. And she said, no, 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 you stay here. And, and she said, they told me it's stage three cancer. And he asked her, what are you thinking? He said, she said, God is up to something. He said, I asked her, what do you mean by that? She said, he had me become paralyzed and he's used that in such magnificent ways. I'm anxious to see what he has in store for me with this. That, that is mature Christianity. And, and it challenges me. And it ought to challenge every one of us. And the reality is, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And yet the key is, the time that she spends with the Lord, the statement, the measure of your Christian maturity 
is the level of your outward focus. If you're focusing on self, we're immature. But it's the level of our outward focus. And God is at work in all of our lives to produce maturity. And it begins with us submitting it to Him. Heavenly Father, we are challenged by Your example We're challenged by how you have worked in and through Johnny's life. And Lord, you alone know the various adversities and trials and tests that are represented right here in this room tonight. And I pray that you would help each of us to submit to you that we would allow you to produce in us the maturity that would mightily glorify and honor you. And Lord, we plead your mercies because even as Johnny mentioned, we don't have it within us. And Lord, we don't have it within us to do anything that you call us to But you promise to give us the grace, and you promise if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. Lord, may we leave here tonight to be living epistles of truth. May we be set to do what you have called us to do and and that we would be doers, not hearers only. And Lord, I pray that we would know the joy of you drawing near to us as we draw near to you. Lord, thank you that we can rest in your promises, in your ways, in your truth. Thank you that your grace is sufficient for everything that comes our way. And Lord, I pray that we would have the perseverance and the passion that would prevail till the end. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.